This is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge coming to you live from the nation's capital, which, contrary to popular belief, is not Toronto. I'm in Ottawa. Sheldon, you're in Toronto. <laughs> I'm in Toronto. Tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's funny because, you know, as you mentioned, people often mistake in what the capital of Canada is, but that's just because Toronto is the center of the universe. You know, so it's easy... <laughs> To mix that up, <laughs> you know what? I understand. I was, I was going to make that joke, and then you went ahead and did it because that's the Toronto brand <laughs> that we're arrogant and refer to ourselves as the center of the universe. Um, as, as in the wise words of Jesus and Merrill, the brand is strong, right? The brand is strong. Um, so, long-time listeners may notice that we don't have our usual bumper music. And that's because for the sake of traveling light, I did not bring all my recording equipment or editing equipment. So we're just doing it raw and uncut, much yes. like the Wu-Tang Clan. And you know what's kind of funny, too? Like the fact that we're recording right after the episode. So oh. watching it raw or, or watching the show live is a completely different experience as well. It's, it's so it's different. It's a different vibe, right? It's a different flow to it, commercials and like, what is going on right now, and it's just completely different. You are so right. It is so weird sitting through commercials. Yeah. Because, like, I would just, like, sit and think. Like, I'd be done taking my notes. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to sit here for two minutes and think about what's going to happen next. Like, it's it's way more suspenseful. I also know I can't be the only one that will pick up the remote and hit fast forward, like, three Mm -hmm. times and then realize that the screen's not moving, and it's like, oh, I'm not watching my PVR right now. I'm watching live TV. Did that maybe twice during this episode. (laughs) But yeah, as you mentioned, uh, this is a travel edition of the You Killed It podcast. If you notice, we sound a little different. It's because we're just recording our phone call, you know? That's right, because I am a reporter. I have the technology to record phone calls. It's pretty easy if you have the right apps. So, technology and stuff. Yeah, so we're just we're using a little cheat code to get by. Before mm-hmm. we even get into tonight's episode, Sheldon. Yes. I have a listener question for you. I should say we um, got a lot of questions from last week's episode of the challenge. Because there's a lot that went down, man. And then there like, is a honestly, lot that before went down. we start in on tonight's episode, I do want to touch back on a couple things from last week as well, for sure. But go on. So. Um, our first question then is from longtime listener Raven mm-hmm. Ramsey, and she wants to know: um, last episode of You Killed It, or maybe it was two episodes ago, Sheldon, you went into detail describing oh. how Cam is a boss, and you talked about how Cam, you know, will won't back down from everyone. She speaks her mind, mm-hmm. and Raven wants to know how does that make her a boss and not Josh a boss? Now, I have an answer in mind, but I don't want to speak for you. I can speak for you if you want, but... So here's the thing, right? Like, in my opinion, right, everyone can talk. We all have mouths, right? And at Mm -hmm. a certain point, though, you need to be able to back it up. And the reality is we've seen Cam at least do something. Has she won a challenge? No. But, like, how many people have won challenges? Do you know what I mean? 
Like, it's yeah. not like it's some easy thing that anyone can just do. So, you know, you don't just get to talk just because you win a challenge. You get to talk because, hey, you've beaten some people. You're willing to at least defend it, right? And I yeah. think that that's the difference. Because even if you go down, hey, you're willing to speak on it and defend yourself, and you're willing to go in, whereas a lot of other people might want to talk a big game, but when it comes time to actually say maybe, oh, you know what? Do you want to go in or do you want to go in against this person? Then all of a sudden, they don't really have the same energy. Do you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think Josh has that same energy. Well, you know what? I agree with you that it's about that energy because in my mind, Kim is a boss because she believes what she says. Josh doesn't believe it. Like Josh basically throws a tantrum anytime anyone tries to like exert any sort of power or control over him and like throws a tantrum, has a hissy fit. Whereas Cam yeah. means what she says, says what she means, and yeah. backs it up. No, I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, but you said that there was other feedback from last week because Laurel's elimination was huge. We, I mean, as you and I were recording, people mm -hmm. were tweeting at us. <laughs> and then immediately after we finished recording, we were yeah. getting uh, all sorts of mentions from everybody. That was, I think, the most controversial episode, one of the most controversial episodes in terms of gameplay that we've ever yeah. seen until possibly this week, <laughs> but we'll get to that in due time. <laughs> what feedback did you want to point out? So the only thing I really wanted to touch on, and it was so funny because uh, we, you know we bring up Lawrence Thomas on this podcast a lot because one of my really good friends, but also I work with them. So we always have conversations about the challenge as well. And we were talking about something, and I said, oh, you know what? That reminds me. I forgot to bring this up on the podcast. But this time around, I got to remember it for this week. So here's the thing, because a lot of the talk was about uh, from last week's episode was about, okay, so you realize that there's a mistake. You realize that Laurel made a mistake. We know that they blew the horn, and then there's a pause, and then the producers go back, check the tape, whatever, to figure out what's going on and what's going to happen next. And obviously we saw what they decided right, and the decision they made, and my question to you was going to be, do you think the producers made the right decision? Should they have started over? Should they have done anything? And we touched on it a bit last week, right? We got mm -hmm. a lot of different people's feedback, but my thing that I didn't emphasize nearly enough was as a producer, right, if I'm working on that show, and in that moment, I just watched everything that went down, and then there's confusion, and it's like, oh, what just happened? And Ninja points that out. As a producer, as I'm watching the tape, the first thing, the very first thing I'm thinking about is, okay, what's going to be the better outcome for the show? Yeah. Do you know like, what what's I mean? What's the best TV? Yes. And right away, after you see the celebration and you see all that go down, I'm thinking already about how the edit's going to come out. And I'm thinking, whoa, if we flip this and just say that she's disqualified, that's going to be an epic twist that no one's going to see coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, I think people were worried about, like, what's fair, right? And this was the kind of the debate that me and LT were having. He was like, no, but you kind of want it to be fair. And I'm like, not as a producer, right? If I'm a producer, I don't care about what's fair. I care about what's the best TV. Fuck what's fair. <laughs> and I think that speaks a lot to how this show, I mean, we always 
you know, use that line from Bill Simmons that this is North America's fifth professional sport. Yeah. And I think most of the viewers really truly see the challenge as a competition, Mm -hmm. but you're making the very fair point that the producers see it for what it is, a reality TV drama. Exactly. And, And the reason why we love the show is because it mixes those two things. Right? Like, that's why I love the show. There's, enough, there's a, a blend of everything, the competition and the drama. The perfect mix, let's say. You know what I mean? So it was just an interesting debate that I'd love to get your take on, but just other people as well, and I forgot to bring that up last week. But also the thing I found weird, John, was even when they played the previously on the challenge, VO, to start this yeah. episode, and Leroy says, Bananas and Laurel are going to throw the challenge so we can gain control back in the house. Like, right away, I'm just like, I still don't get how that makes sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand it at all. And like, part of it is Leroy's phrasing. Yeah. Gain control back from who? But also, and like, if you they, win, you gain control. <laughs> and yeah, like it's it's such a it confusing. So it's such an like it was such an overly elaborate plan that was totally unnecessary. Yeah. But also, I guess it kind of – it definitely snowballed into this episode, kind of proving that who knows what control is in the house anymore and what that means and who's in control and what – like, I don't know. I I also have to point out that in my mind, the more perhaps intelligent strategy would be to go to Kyle or go to CT Mm -hmm. and say, get yourself nominated – or get the weakest of the British men nominated, we'll put you in, you beat them, and then you flip to the United States, and suddenly you have another vote. Yeah, that's a tough one, though, because, like, again, nobody wants to actually volunteer to go in, really, right? No. It's a tough one. But but my point is there's more than one way to skin the cat, and if you want to regain control... I mean, it's debatable if they were ever out of control, but there's, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's yeah. more than one way to go about this. Or also there's the very obvious and granted safer play mm-hmm. of just let like nominate a Brit. Yeah, play, yeah, yeah. Like play the game as it's designed. Yeah. Also too, I mean, as we learned in this episode, there's also many different ways to screw over your own team, apparently. <laughs> Many ways. Let's start with that. Uh, so this yes. episode opens up with Jordan explaining how the American team is divided. He, yes. Tori, Johnny, Leroy, and Nani are one side of the house, mm-hmm. one side of the Americans. Then obviously on the other side, it is uh, Kara and Polly and Cam and who am I missing? Josh uh, and Zach in the middle, yes, Smashley, and Ninja. Zach and Ninja, and then Zach and Josh are sort of floaters. Yes. And Jordan also says, as a team, we have to figure out how to get together. Like, we have to, like, all the Americans have to get back on the same page. <laughs> and at the same time, in his confessional, Leroy says, man, Johnny Bananas has to clean his act up. Like, he Mm -hmm. is putting a massive target on his back the way he's going about his business right now. 
And Leroy made the very fair point that both Laurel and Wes were messy too. And I have to say, I know I said this, I think two episodes ago of two episodes of you killed it ago. I really think Leroy is like evolving. Like he seems to be more keenly aware of the politics than he's ever been before because he is totally right when he said that. And he was totally right about Wes and Laurel too. Like his, understanding of you know who's backing who and what the correct moves are i think is spot on totally accurate yeah well for all of the people who are clearly playing the game with their emotions there are it's so apparent that there are also people with very level heads you know also Mm -hmm. trying to play the game it's just i guess they're outnumbered at this point like is is that i feel like that might be the thing that's going down because i i it just seems so weird. Like what Leroy's saying makes so much sense. Even when you see they have their meetings, he's trying to bring it up and trying to like get people on the same page and that's not working. But well, I, I think some of those logical people, part of that logic is dictating to just keep their head down. Yeah. Right. Like sure. your cams, your Zach's, your Leroy's. Yeah. They're just keeping their heads down and letting everyone take each other out, which, yeah, which totally. is smart and logical. Totally. And you think of someone like Johnny, who's obviously taking the complete other angle. And this kind of seems to be the theme, right? Because we dive back into the whole fact of Kara and Johnny's off again, on again, friendship, frenemies. I don't even know what's going on, but I guess the, the theme that's been going back now a couple seasons of the challenge is just they had their back and forth, but then it seemed that they made up with each other. And then as soon as she got with Polly, that turned into a bit of a beef with Johnny for whatever reason. And I think there's some truth to this in the sense that Johnny kind of believes that, you know, Polly wants to be bananas in terms of just being the face of the franchise type thing, right? You know what I mean? And I know that sounds weird because we're talking about a reality show, but – you know, if you think about the social media stuff, you think about the storyline angles, the thing we've heard, the things we've heard so far about him and Kara's relationship and him seeking her out to like always wanted to date her and stuff. Like some very weird things that Polly is clearly challenge clout chasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just made that up off the top of I my like head, it. but I, I think it makes sense, right? Like triple C challenge clout chasing. I like it. Right. And so he's just trying to figure out his way to like, you know, Johnny Bananas is the most famous challenge competitor ever. He's made a career off of being off on the challenge. And Kara's done the same, right? And so I kind of see where that is coming from. But, you know, for Johnny to start off this episode with, you know, him out in the open having this very loose conversation about how he's trying to expose what Kara and Polly's issues are, And that conversation just seems really weird because it's like, why would you have that out in the open? Why are you having that conversation with the other team, with like Jenny and Theo, of all people? Like, it just seems super random and like, I don't know. What did you make of that, this whole saga, at least from the beginning? I have to say, and, you know, we, we say this every week on You Killed It. I can't believe how much I agree with Kara and Polly. Okay. Because they're super critical of Johnny and Laurel, although Laurel's gone, for throwing the last team competition. Yes. And let's not forget, Johnny was losing his mind 
at the last reunion special on Zach for throwing a competition. Ah, good point. I forgot about that. And very good point. And Kara, they you know they have a team meeting. Um, stem. So we should just back up one little step, and that is Zach, Tori, and Josh are having a conversation about like all the politics. Johnny comes and joins them, mm-hmm. and in that conversation, Josh again says he'll be the speaker and that he would nominate <laughs> Zach and Tori to be with him. Polly yeah. comes into the room and Josh is like, yeah, I'm going to be the speaker. And Polly's like, no, you're not <laughs> like, forget that. And so they call an American team meeting. And in that team meeting, they're, you know, getting back going back and forth. Things get heated. Polly says, Hey, bananas, if you apologize for throwing the competition, I promise I won't put you in. But you just apologize. And yeah. I was like, I did not throw the competition. <laughs> he obviously did. Everyone knows he did. He admit, I mean, they don't have the benefit that we do of seeing the confessionals, but he threw it. Yeah, yeah. And Kara, again, as I was saying, I can't believe I'm saying this, she makes the very fair point that they always do what Johnny wants. Like yeah. on every season of the challenge, he's always the one calling the tune unless someone like Wes really takes him aggressively heads on. And Johnny always vilifies Wes or whoever takes him head on. But Kara's right. Like, why is it always Johnny calling the shots? Because Johnny's shot calling always benefits him. And it's Johnny replies, a... because I am the challenge. <laughs> Good Which Lord. you know is one of those things he's playing up for the camera, though, right? Yeah. Like you know that he's like he's he's playing it up for the camera at that point, right? Like he's not being like yes, he thinks he's a challenge, but in that moment he's playing it up to the camera, knowing that like he's getting a closing line followed up by his own confessional after he drops that line, right? Yeah. Um, but during this conversation, the thing that I was thinking about is what do you do if you're Johnny, right? Like as you mentioned. Paulie says to him, if you admit right now you threw the challenge, whatever, if you apologize for it, I won't throw you in. And we know it's a trap because regardless of what's being said, and it's so funny, I don't, we weren't talking about this on the podcast. This was a conversation I was having with some, with like one of my friends. And I've said this like twice in like two different conversations involving two complete different things. But it's basically, there's no point in asking someone the question if you don't trust the answer regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're expecting a lie back, there's no point in asking the question. And that's kind of what's going on here because Paulie is saying this, but like if you're Johnny, there's no point in telling the truth, <laughs> right? So you got to go down with the lie. And same thing with Paulie. Paulie's asking, but he's not really – like neither of them are believing what's coming out of the other one's mouth anyways. So it's rendering this whole conversation useless. And I found it so funny. There's so much voiceovers while these guys were talking at each other with Josh yeah. just sitting there in between, so confused. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever, but you understand why it's going down, right? Like, these guys are just having, like, such a bullshitting conversation amongst themselves while, like, Zach's half asleep. Josh is just, like, mad confused. And... What do you what do you even do in that instance if you're bananas? I mean, you're right. You, you gotta if, die with the lie, no? Yeah, you have to lie, 
the only thing I can say for Polly is that it would be worth it to get Johnny to say like, no, I did not throw the competition. If you're like 1000% confident that mm-hmm. there is a confessional that will make the edit where he admits that he's going to throw, which there is, like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't help Polly in this season, in the moment. Yeah. but next season or the season after that, it'll help Polly, you know, like at that yeah. moment in the long run builds his credibility. But it's also, hold on, it's it's also one thing that long. Yeah. No, I was going to say, it's also one of those things, you know, there's an old Chris Rock bit where he's talking about relationships and cheating. And he's like, the woman will always know that you're cheating, but she needs a confessional. She needs a confession. Sorry, not the confessional. She needs a confession. She'll know that you're cheating, but she just wants you to admit it. And we'll even say things like, it'll be okay if you just tell me. like no it won't <laughs> right and that's the exact situation here like come on johnny just just say sorry it'll be fine if you did and then as soon as he says yeah i did throw the challenge all of his teammates are going to be like well we can't trust you yeah <laughs> right so even though we know that and they might know that he lied he can't admit it at this point he has to no. have that little gl- that grain of plausible deniability What's funny is, I mean, Leroy knows that he threw it. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in that room are already convinced that he threw it, right? Like, but you Ashley need the confession. De- <laughs> Ashley definitely thinks he threw it. Polly and Kara yeah. obviously think he threw it. As I said, Leroy knows he threw it. So that's yep. four. <laughs> that's four. Zach can probably guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's five out of the team of twelve. And Johnny Bananas himself at six. Half the people in the room know the truth (laughs) or believe they know the truth. Yeah. But you're right. It is a must-lie situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's too funny. So the team competition is called Hooked. And it's pretty straightforward. They have to jump off of a platform while holding a hook. Whoa, whoa. Did we we skip a part here? I don't think so. Do we skip a part of Polly making the deal? Oh yes, that's important. I'm sorry. Right, this is a yeah, this is a big part. Apologies. This is a big part here. So while their argument, their argument finally ends in which Polly agrees, he makes a deal that if they make him the speaker, he promises that he will not put in someone from his own team. And this was a huge debate, right? Like Leroy's jumping in trying to help them out and trying to make a call. Kara's coming in and being upset because she's saying, well, Johnny and Wes just did, or Johnny did this with Wes, Laurel did this, they threw challenges, and now all of a sudden we want to start making rules about who we can and can't throw in. And as much as I don't want to agree with Kara, she's right in this situation, right? Like, I don't think you should throw in your own team, but you've already passed that point. And to change the rules now because they're worried about Johnny Bananas, it goes back to what you are saying earlier. Why do we always have to do things just because Johnny says so? And I'm, I found it super interesting. But everyone seems to agree with Polly's deal. He shakes the hand. He says he's a man of his word. And he promises. And Kara seems to be mad in the moment, right? She's like, yep. why would you trust bananas? The sad and the third. But the deal is on the table. Polly's deal. Would you be able to trust Polly? No. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – you just have to have seen, like, as soon as that happened, 
She's like, I can't believe he's shaking his hand. And everyone's like, oh, Polly's a man of his word. I'm like, like I haven't even watched Polly's season of Big Brother, but I yeah. also, like, his reputation precedes him. Like, have these people not done the research? Like, this is literally their job. I will say, though, Polly has become a caricature of the dude that he was on Big Brother. Because on Big Brother in the very beginning, he seemed like a normal. And the, the biggest problem with Polly was that his brother was on first, right? Mm-hmm. And his brother, Cody, if I'm not mistaken, that was his name, was like the nicest guy. Super nice guy. Had a, had a final two deal with this guy, Derek, from the very beginning, like in one of the first few days in the house. And they rolled that out all the way to the finals, right? Mm-hmm. Polly's brother, super nice guy. Next season, Polly comes on and he starts off, and obviously it's Big Brother, so you live off the rep of however viewers or the house guests might know you. So it was like, oh, he's super nice, just like his brother, and he was in the beginning. And then he got a little bit of power, and it's the same thing that happens in Big Brother all the time. Whoever gets the power by like week two or three, when there's so many people in the house, they start feeling themselves a little too much. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your alliance turns on you, and that's what happened to Polly. And he went out looking like a jerk, and that jerk that you know the seeds that were planted then, oof, they mm-hmm. blossomed now <laughs> into <laughs> the arrogant dude that we see now. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, I did get ahead of us. I was gonna say the team competition is called Hooked, yeah, and it's pretty straightforward. You have to run and jump off of, off of a platform and hook a hook into a hoop that'll take you down a zip line into the water. And uh, if you miss, you fall and you have further to swim. And what you have to do is swim around a buoy and then get to a boat. And essentially it's timed. And whichever team has the shortest cumulative time wins. Yeah. Off the top, the first thing I have to point out is, do you know who would be really good at this competition? (laughs) Uh, Wes? Wes. And I will say, Wes has already tweeted that if he were in this competition, he would have won it single-handedly for the Americans. There's a lot to suggest that that's the case. Like This is something that is made for him. Um, As I said to you, Sheldon, before we started recording, I'm in Ottawa on a family trip with my mom mm-hmm. and my stepdad and my mom watched the show while the first hour with me and she was super into this competition <laughs> and it is always so interesting to watch the challenge with someone who does not watch the challenge Yeah, because they always bring a little bit of insight into the show because like you and I were so used to the characters like we're in we're a little too deep into the show yeah and so it's fascinating to watch this and the first thing my mom said was i don't even think i want to swim in that water (laughs) and and she made a very good point yeah like it looks like it's like a rock quarry but it's like it's outdoors and we're like looking at the water and she was like the water is clear and it doesn't seem cold or hot or anything but she's like who knows where that water, like, is this a river? Is it a lake? Is it the ocean? Like, what are they getting themselves into? And that was a fair point that, like, doesn't even occur to me at this point. I just take for granted <laughs> that the challenge competition uh, 
and people are going to fall into the water. What did you think <laughs> of this competition broadly? Um, I thought the competition was really cool. And it's been a long run, I'll say, of them having pretty good challenges. And I thought this one was very difficult. And overall, it just backs up a thing we bring up every time there's a, a water challenge, which is fairly often. It's like, how isn't it a prerequisite for people who are coming on the show to brush up on their swimming skills? Oh, my God. I mean, the one, the two people that shocked me the most are that Turbo and Ninja, who are both extremely athletic people, mm-hmm. were horrible swimmers. Ninja, in particular, yeah. looked terrible to the point that Zach was outraged. <laughs> <laughs> and accused her off the hop. She's the very fr- in the very first pairing to go. Yeah, he accused her of throwing the competition. <laughs> like we're back to square one. And of course, it's important the dynamics. Ninja is a part of the Kara Polly side of the house. Yes. So yes. her throwing it is within the realm of possibility. Yeah, because the thought is maybe it could be payback for what happened the week before. It was it was just super funny watching Zach like kind of lose it, <laughs> and just watching his, his like you know because she was really bad, but also the way that she was swimming like she's doing a backstroke for some reason and she was describing how she was looking up at a cloud. Yeah, and a I don't line know why that little makes, cloud. Yeah, I don't know how that makes sense, but she was swimming in the wrong direction. Which seems very counterproductive in a timed event, <laughs> but uh, hey, that's what's going down. And she comes Sheldon, back, and Zach lets her have it, right? <laughs> Sheldon, I don't know how into meteorology you are, but did you did you know that clouds move? <laughs> so looking at a Do cloud <laughs> with no other frame of reference is a terrible idea. It's not like navigating <laughs> by the stars. Which, I mean, stars, granted, move too, but they move, like, on a monthly basis. Clouds move on, like, a second-by-second basis, depending on how windy it is. Like, why wouldn't you, like, glance over your shoulder from time to time and be like, oh, where's the boat, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. How are these people not practicing swimming? Like, if I'm ninja... And like, okay, that's great. You're hitting your like playground gym or whatever it is she does to be as fit as she is. And like, she is an incredible athlete. I don't want to take that away from Ninja. How is it that you're not hitting the pool five days a week for an hour? Yeah. I mean, the the look on Zach's face, though, is so perfect. I I did laugh. Like, I don't use the term bewildered a lot. (laughs) But my guy was just like, what is happening right now? And it's so funny because it's awkward enough to swim with a life jacket on. Yeah, that's but if you can't pretty, swim, difficult. Yeah, and but then if you can't swim, so your mechanics are already messed up, right? If you can't swim, then add in the awkwardness of having a life jacket. It's just, oh, uh, it's incredible. Um, but as we crush people for their swimming skills. Do we got to big up Leroy a little bit here? Yeah. Like we're obviously Leroy not going to go good. like pair by pair and how each no, pair no, no. did, like whatever. But like Leroy has improved his swimming over the past few years, no? 
Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, he has fallen into so many bodies of water on this show <laughs> that, that he's done a lot. He's probably done more swimming in the past five years than I have. But yeah. I agree. He was competitive. He looked good. He looked fast. Relatively, because yeah. they didn't show his time. He was against Bear, and they were the last pairing. So to build the suspense, yes. they didn't show his time. But he, it seemed, was right in there after Bear. But, I mean, like, he at least had, like, solid form. And he did have improved form. And put another way, he was not in the bottom six performers, I'd say. Like, Esther, Turbo, um, Kara, Ninja. surprisingly, Ninja. Kara was horrible. They were all way worse than Leroy. And um, Cam I, was bad, too. Yes. Oh, definitely. I was going to say, though, I agree with Jordan. Jordan, at one point in his confessional, he calls out Kara. He just says, Kara, for someone who claims to be one of the best challenge competitors ever, right? Like, all she does is talk about how great she is at challenge, and she still can't swim? Isn't that, like, that's super weird, no? How is that possible? Yeah. It's odd to me. And again, like, like swimming is a good all-around workout. Like it's not swimming is a good life skill. Yeah, right? but, but then add in the fact that her job is being on the challenge, right? But I mean, like, it's not swimming is not going to set back your other training. Like yes. all it costs you is time. True. Right. Like if you, let's say you are one of these regulars on the show, a Leroy, a Zach, a Kara, a Johnny, whoever. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're doing two-a-days in terms of workouts, right? So you work out at your CrossFit gym from 9 a.m. to, let's say, 11.30, and you go for lunch. It would not be a big deal to go for a swim in the afternoon and then work out again. Like, swimming is low impact, too. Like, you you can squeeze it in. Yeah. Like, just go to the YMCA. Go to your local, like, city gym or city pool. It's not that hard you don't even need like a coach as long as you're just doing it and like timing yourself like it's really not that difficult to get better at yeah no i totally agree um one thing i think we should point out because it's kind of important here i think to the overall storyline is johnny bananas smoked theo in this but more importantly his time was just really good yeah i thought I, i didn't write them all down but bananas was one of the fastest. Yes. Yes. I think, I feel like the really fast people were around like the 3.30 or less. Yeah. Time. Like there are a lot of people coming in just over three minutes. Um, and yeah, Bananas was definitely one of those people. Um, but yeah, again, that's another thing where it's years and years and years on the challenge, right? And yeah. doing these things. But I bring up the Bananas thing to make the point here, right? Because, you know, we find out at the very end that Jenny and Jordan had the fastest times, right? Mm-hmm. Or was there anyone else you wanted to bring up just in terms of how they did in this? Or no, no finish, your, finish your thought, and then I do have okay. one person I want to bring up. Okay, so we find out that Jenny and Jordan had the fastest times, and then we find out that only one minute and 17 seconds separated the two teams. And I wrote down, oh, it had to be the U.S. had to win because of just how bad Esther was. Just the way yeah. that it was edited, that was my guess. And yes, it comes out that the U.S. wins, the Brits lose again. 
But I'm going to bring up this fact that Johnny Bananas did really, really well at swimming, and the U.S. team still only won by a minute and 17 seconds. Yeah. So that's the only reason I bring that up, just because of how horrible, like, a lot of people were, but really bad Esther was, right? And, you know, yes, there were people on both sides that were pretty bad, but just want to highlight how well one person did on Team U.S. And we'll get uh, back to that later. We will. Uh, my question for you is, is Esther the worst athlete to ever appear on the challenge? Well, traditionally it was always easy, right? Yeah. So I think so. I think so. Because easy – didn't easy always have moments where he, like, quit too? Yeah. Like at least, like, to... Esther – tries my counter you're right that easy would quit my counter I'm trying to remember though, is that easy also is like a big dude like he's like six two yeah, and yeah. like yeah he was overweight but like he he had like some big guy benefits yeah that's just not particularly like she strikes me as quite short I see what you're saying. Like, we haven't seen the puzzle challenge yet to find out that she's the puzzle master, and, like, that's her strength. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, it also just makes everything so much funnier when you yes. think about the people who have been eliminated so far. Yes. <laughs> but don't worry. Esther is still hanging in there. Still hanging in. So Still hanging in. As you said, the Americans won by a minute 17. Yeah. Um, TJ asks, who's going to be the speaker? And Jordan calls out Polly. In other words, honoring the agreement yes. from earlier. And Polly picks Kara and Jordan to be his tribunal. He says straight up, it's because Kara, as his girlfriend, is the only person he trusts. Mm -hmm. And he put Jordan in because he respects how fast Jordan was as the fastest swimmer. Yeah. And also, I mean, he didn't explicitly say this, but Jordan being on the other side of the house, it's a nice olive branch. Yes. A and solid call. And in confessional, Josh says that, you know, Polly's his friend, but he just doesn't trust Kara. <laughs> and Zach says... We just handed a loaded gun to a loose cannon, which is some nice wordplay. Shout out to yeah. Zach. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's funny that you just mentioned the whole thing about how he says why he picked Kara. And I should have remembered that when the ending was coming up, which yeah. we'll get to, obviously. But like that part sticks out so much more now that, like, if I'd remembered it at the moment, I would have been like, oh, of course this is what's going to happen. Like, I thought that's what was going to happen. Happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. So there's a brief scene where Leroy and Bananas are talking about how to sort of try to heal the relationship between Bananas and Polly and Bananas and Kara. They didn't really have any solutions, though, did they? Because there really isn't a solution at this point. And I kind of understand – I understand it from both sides. Yes. Right? I was like, going to say the exact same thing. Both sides have their merits to their argument. Yeah, because, like, the bananas in Leroy's side, Leroy's side, theoretically, you're right. 
you know, like, this is dumb. We just keep taking out each other. We should be focused on them. Correct. But the Cara and Polly side is, how can we trust you? How can we trust Bananas? There's no way that we can trust Bananas going forward. And with that said, that just means he hasn't had his moments yet where he's been the speaker. And so how do you trust what he's going to do when that opportunity does come up? If it yes. does. I also, you know, Carr is totally right. And I've never understood how Johnny convinces each new cast season after season that they can trust him because well, he has thrown so many people under the bus. Like everyone talks about how he screwed over Sarah mm-hmm. uh, and the, I guess his rivals season three. Um, but you know, like, have you ever watched the Island? Paula was one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. He had the entire season on lockdown with Evan and uh, sorry, with Kenny and Derek and they still threw Paula under the bus to bring Ev on board to their boat and yeah. like super double, triple guarantee things. Like they didn't need to do that. They still would have definitely won. And yet like Johnny has always been like this. And I don't For know sure. how he, he talks everyone into it. And it's well, refreshing it's not... to see Kara have a long memory. Well, here's, here's the thing though, right? As, as corruptive as Johnny Bananas is as an Alliance teammate, right, as an Alliance mm-hmm. member, the reality is if you're new to the game, you're going to listen to him because he has yeah. the most experience and you think he knows the game and he knows what's going on and you think that he's going to lead you to the promised land, right? Like, he's been there before. I'm going to follow him. I'll be, the, I'll be the Kyrie to his LeBron, huh. right? and think that, hey, maybe we can win the championship. The problem is that LeBron leaves, right? Yeah. (laughs) LeBron left and then came back, and then he left again. So Johnny Bananas is just, you know, he's a champ, but at the same time, you got to really pay attention. You got to really pay attention. And and to answer your question, though, I don't know the answer. There's no right or wrong way because it's so far gone at this point. So. It's also, to get, you know, last week's episode of You Killed It, it was a big hit when you and I spoke about real-life things. So okay. I'm going to do that again. Okay. I, I like that you took a deep breath. No, because I was say, thinking. I was trying to remember. What was, I was trying we to were, remember what was said. We were giving romantic advice about how mixed signals are never mixed. And today's, today's little thought of advice is okay. that it's not just good enough to apologize. You have to make amends. Apologizing is the easy part. Okay. And all of our listeners, all those young folks listening, at some point in your life, you're going to have to try to make amends. And it's super hard because it takes way longer. And it's sort of like a consistent show of like change behavior. And I don't think... Kara or Polly or Johnny are capable of that sort of long-term amends. I also don't know what it would take to like clear the air between the three of them. Yeah. Right. Hmm. No, for sure. I don't know what the answer is because at the end of the day, they all want to be the face of the franchise. Yes, that's true. And they can't all be. No, there could only be one LeBron. (laughs) Speaking of the face of the franchise, (laughs) We are then taken to the 
uh, deliberations to the tribunal. Mm-hmm. And Theo, wow. your man Theo, launches wow. into a seven-minute monologue. We're a couple of guys <laughs> that talk for about 90 minutes each week mm-hmm. about the challenge. Yes. Seven minutes is way too long. Like, seven minutes also too. In, in a conversation, like in a, a seven-minute speech is forever. Like that's an eternity. Yeah, no, totally right. And, you know, I'm trying to bring it up now, and obviously my computer won't cooperate because I'm actually trying to look something up that I <laughs> tweeted earlier. And, of course, now that you actually need it, it's not going to work, right? That's how, that's how these things work, right? But yes. basically I, I tweeted out after watching this episode that I'm so confused by this season of the challenge because I don't understand the strategy that's going on, right? And it's by both teams. Like, we're highlighting the fact that, you know, Wes is gone, Laurel's gone, and, you know, we know what happens at the end of this episode. But, you know, so, many of the, so much of the conversation is about the strong players on each team, and it doesn't really make much sense to me, right? So we get into this portion, and Theo is still going off on Rogan. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they're beefing. Do you have an answer as to why? I honestly don't. I mean, right? it, like, it seems they, to broadly begin with two things. First of all, Rogan and Joss were clearly in an alliance with Wes. Yes. Theo being best mates with Bear. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Saw that Rogan had to go as part of Wes's alliance. Okay. The other thing is Theo sort of hid behind Rogan's performance in his first season of the challenge, such as it was. Yes. But like, Wes's alliance is done, and Rogan has been doing well in competitions. So like, those totally true. reasons have dried up. And yeah. yet, here we are, still Theo hammering away for like a dozen minutes still playing with the motions. And so he goes on for so long, ranting about why Rogan should be the one going in, while also taking time to obviously big himself up as well. And Rogan, to start, I like how he started playing this, right? He steps in, he says, hey, let me, let me, let me, you know, let me step in for a second here. Gives this whole speech about how Theo was the reckless drunk the other night and just being a terrible teammate in terms of calling out one of his own teammates, Rogan, for being a a bad player. And, you know, Rogan was right. He brought up the fact that he's not a weak player, and and this to me is where he makes a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because what he should have said is, right, is, yes, I was a weak player, I've proven myself, but... I could have the same response and say that I want to vote you in, but that would be emotional. And that's what I think you're doing. And I'm not going to do the same because I think that you're a strong player and I'm a strong player and we keep losing. So how are we going to win by voting out our strong players? That makes no sense. That should have been the angle that he took. And if he, and Hey, maybe their team's just as fucked up and too far gone as the U S team is. Right. But I just think he was on such a good role in terms of, you know, explaining himself as to why he shouldn't be in. And 
at the end of the day, he just did the same thing that Theo did, but just did, I guess, a slightly better job because he didn't go on for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I, I just think it would have been a better look because there's clearly floaters on the UK team, right? Like, it's not like everyone is for sure Hundo P spoken for. Yeah. Like, yes, but, you know, it's still ridiculous that you're putting up two of your strong players. So they, they the, have a vote. No, go on. Yeah. Well, just before we get to the vote, here's my here's a question I have for you. Who would you say is the weakest male player on the British team? The weakest player. The weakest um, male, because the weakest female is obviously Esther. But who's the weakest male? Like if they were being like, if they could set their bullshit aside and yeah. instead just be like, we have to get rid of the weakest link so that we can actually take it to the Americans, who would that be? It's tough, but so here's the thing, okay? You look at their squad, because you're talking about Bear, Kyle, CT, Rogan, Joss, Idris, and Theo. Yeah, right? I kind of think it's Bear. I was going to say the same thing. I think it might be Bear, and the reason why it might be Bear is because Kyle in a banger is going to be really good. CT, same thing. I think Rogan, for him, flunking out in the first in his last season, if you pay attention to how his body looks in yeah. that scene compared to now, and you've heard Joss mention the fact that they've been trading in between, like he's been getting like physically prepared to come back on. You could tell that he's in much better shape and he's been performing a lot better. So you have those two. And then Theo, we know that he is, you know, obviously an Olympian and Idris yes. is what a professional boxer. <laughs> yes. So I would say you'd have to go with bear or you're going, you're hoping that you'll go against CT in something that's not a headbanger. Yeah, although CT's good at puzzles too. True, but you take you'll take your chances. Yeah. So what, what would you think? You think it's Bear? I think it's Bear, but you know, Bear's sneaky good. He's sort of like Smashly, where he's not the most yeah. physically imposing, but he's pretty smart. Like if he can but get it, out of his own way and like. Like I said in an earlier episode this season, there's something to be said for putting Bear's particular set of skills to use. <laughs> right? Like, you just have to, like, recognize that he's a Ferrari in a tractor kind of world. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. Do you find it funny, though, that their, their aim shifted from Bear to Theo just because Bear went in already and beat Wes? Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? Like, shouldn't it have just been Bear again? It should have been Bear again, for sure. But I also think Bear has settled down. Ah. Right? Like, okay. I think with Laurel gone, he's a little quieter. He can just settle back into the showman's with Georgia or whatever it is yep. that they're doing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so as we mentioned, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. But the vote goes pretty clearly towards Theo. Theo yeah, ends up losing the vote. It's not even close, right? Not even close. The only ones who did not vote for Theo, I believe, were Bear Georgia. and Georgia. Yeah. And Idris voted for Theo, which really upset Theo because Theo thought that Idris would have his back. And Idris is like, I'm not going to stick my neck out. 
No, on, I bro. agree with Idris. Idris I is new. Idris. <laughs> He's already gone in. He proved himself. Now it's time to just shut up and play your position and see yeah. how long you can ride this out for. Um, what and, do you think of Theo? Because they obviously asked Theo who he wants to go against. And yeah. If you were Theo, who would you want to go against? I mean, if I, if I were him, I'd want Rogan. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, if if you keep talking all that noise that Rogan's not up for the challenge, mm-hmm. well, then prove it. And yeah. then, like, everyone else you want on your team, right? Because, yep. like, what you and I just discussed, like, we decided that we would, that Bear's probably the weakest player, but Theo's buds with Bear, so he's not yeah. going to call in Bear. So, but he asks for CT, Idris, because he's heated, about that vote, like, <laughs> mere seconds before, or maybe yeah. Rogan. And his complaint about CT was that he just goes with the crowd. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's how you play the game, right? Like, but Theo doesn't know that, right? No, he I mean, that. in the immortal words of Blade, some motherfuckers always trying to be skating uphill. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. Wow. Well played. Yeah, yeah. Well Wesley played. Snipes just got quoted on our podcast. Oh, uh, well I also, played. You know what? No, I was going to say something. It was going to be my line of the episode. I'm going to save it no, for later. It's okay. It's okay. That's cool. That's cool. So we get a very interesting conversation after this. Yeah. Right? And it's Polly, Jordan, and Tori. Oh, no, sorry. Cara. What am I talking about? I'm skipping. I'm, I was skipping ahead, and I skipped way too far. Yeah. Polly, Jordan, and Kara, who are obviously the tribunal, if that's mm-hmm. even what it's still called in this season. But they are discussing <laughs> who they should put in against Theo. Well, at least two of them are discussing this. <laughs> As Jordan points out, while him and Polly are having a conversation about who to throw in, Kara doesn't say anything at all. Which to Jordan, he takes as a sign as, oh, she's just obviously going to pick bananas. Yeah. Like she didn't even pretend. She didn't even try to pretend. And at this point, I'll be honest, I thought, oh, well, they're definitely throwing in bananas. Like Polly is just going to do whatever Carr says. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's but what I thought too. I give Polly credit because he did a very good acting job. Which we'll get to. We'll get to. Because there appears to be a bit of a beef as they go back to the house. Kyle is upset because he's like, we're so dumb. We picked our best player and put our best (laughs) player in. Which, you know, I'd pay money to watch a conversation between Kyle and uh, and Leroy. (laughs) Just because they're both so frustrated. Just like, what is going on in this game? What are we doing? It makes no sense. And Bear just starts trying to stick up for Theo, which leads to them arguing with CT. And CT just does the CT Papa Bear thing where it's like almost condescending, which enrages the angry person even more. But CT is just like, dude, you you brought this on yourself. Like your mouth, like you're a great player, but your mouth gets you into so much trouble. And at that point, who's going to argue with that? Who's going to argue with that point? CT is totally right. And, like, lest we forget, CT, historically, is the king of running his mouth. Yeah. Like, no one knows it better, right? Yeah. Like, so CT can speak with authority about, like, 
letting cooler heads prevail. Like, listen to your elders. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, I'm such a solid. <laughs> but CT's right. CT's 100% right. And, like, CT's like, hey, like, Theo, I've got no beef with you. Just that you talk so much. Like, yeah. You talk so much shit. And you're always focusing on Rogan. Of course it's going to blow up in your face. Right? And the like, best part was <laughs> at one point Theo did try to say like what? I don't I don't brag about anything. I I don't say stuff about myself. And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> really, bro. Uh it's, it's pretty good. Um we get a club scene or a, I'm going to start calling this a restaurant scene. Yeah. To call a it a club scene is not fair. Right? So they go for dinner. <laughs> right? Rogan gives a lap dance, which okay, cool. As I said, one of the things that I'll give this this show credit for is they are they uh, <laughs> they violate both men and women equally. Yes. Yes. So there's a whole scene of Rogan stripping for D, and <laughs> the one thing I wrote down was D gives him a tip. She puts a dollar bill in his ass crack, which reminded me of reminded me of, and you got to be of a certain age to remember this from back in the day. So I apologize to our listeners that might be too young to remember this. But back in the day when, you know, people had cable, mm-hmm. <laughs> when everybody had cable and BET Uncut was a thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? And it was like, it would be Do like, there's a, <laughs> well, there's a certain set of music videos that would only get played at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I think it was like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. or whatever it was. I could have my times wrong. The bottom line is, Early in the morning, there'd be a show called BT Uncut, which which would be like the quote unquote X rated or adult videos, music videos, let's say. And I was reminded of the famous, uh, I think it's called the Tip Drill video. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the song. I think it's Nelly's Tip Drill, where he famously has the credit card and swipes the credit card in the girl's ass, which I don't think you could do in 2019 in a music video, or maybe you could because it's the internet, and so. Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't you could think do you that could. in 2019 still. I don't know, but that's what that reminded me of. Yeah. Um, also in the club, restaurant. Excuse me. I agree. It's just a restaurant. It's a. It's maybe a bar. Yeah. Uh, you know what it really reminds me of? Up in cottage country, there'll be those bars where they loudly play music on like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, but yep. has like lawn furniture indoors. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's or there's well, a section where they try to like move the tables out of the way. Yeah. In case like one of the parties gets, you know, hey, we want to two step a little. It, yeah, it's uh clubs by default. <laughs> um so Zach says in confessional, he's not really friends with Ninja. He can't he doesn't like he's not close with her. But just for the good of the team, he's going to apologize to her. She yeah. more or less accepts his apology. And I have to say, God, do the Americans need more of that. Like, the American team needs more of their players just to set their shit aside. And you could tell that he felt bad because he did kind of feel bad at least because, like, she was crying when she came back. So, like, he knew that it's for the betterment of the team. But, yeah, I hear you. And then, of course, Kara, I think she was drunk is telling Josh her plans to vote Johnny Bananas in and really goes, gets very emotional about how Johnny has always mistreated her, how they have this long history that Josh doesn't understand. She basically goes 
off by herself to cry it out. Yeah. It was honestly, it was sad to see. Like, Hold we on. don't know all the stuff that has, like, we see the stuff that happens on air, but, you know, they have to deal with each other off air, too. For sure. And it's there just, definitely could be things that really happen in real life. But in this scene right now that I watched tonight, in this episode, what is this, four of the challenge, five of the challenge season, War of the Worlds 2? Yeah. She's faking in this scene, right? Like, she did a terrible acting job. I didn't buy one lick of this. She's trying to bring up some fake tears that she couldn't really get to work. She was trying to get her acting on like she was auditioning for The Bold and the Beautiful or something like that. If that's a show that's still on, I don't even know. But my point is, terrible acting job by Kara here. You could tell she's trying to get Josh to feel bad for her. She's trying to make a scene. And I wrote down while it was happening, I was like, wait a second, I'm not buying this. This is super phony and terrible acting. And then I think there's the wink from the production crew, meaning the producers and editors, mm-hmm. where they show Kara walking down the stairs and she gives a little look back at the camera, <laughs> which I took as, yeah, I got him. Right? Like, that's how yeah. I read that scene. I don't know if you read it the same way or maybe people at home listening to this read it the same way, but that's how I took it. And because we know that it's a reality show. So there's probably a lot of times where stuff like that kind of happens where, you know, the camera cuts or they edit out the, like, nod to the camera. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But in that case, they left it in, and I was like, that was terrible faking, and that just confirmed it to me. I did like something she said in confessional, and she's very right. She said about Johnny Bananas, everyone wants the blood, but no one wants to hold the knife. True. She's she's so right. Like again, True. This, is, this is such a weird season that I find myself agreeing with Polly and Kara so much, but they're right. And like Johnny Bananas' side of things has its merits, but she's right. When she's right, she's right. I can admit it. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So. <sighs> yeah. Then the next morning, Polly is sort of takes Jordan and Tori out onto the pier at the house, mm-hmm. out onto the dock to say like, hey, you know, Kara, not always the most clear thinker when she gets emotional. Let's the three of us have a conversation about what's about to happen tonight. What did you think about this scene? So for a split second, and I don't know what Jordan actually thought in the moment, but I was fooled. And, and in this moment, Jordan appears to be fooled as well, right? Like, Paulie does a good job. He says, hey, Cara isn't here because, you know, sometimes she has problems. I think he said articulating herself in these moments and it comes off, you know, comes off in the wrong way. And also her and Jordan have beef going back where they always argue with each other for whatever reason. Um, so I, I – at that point I was like, okay, so Paulie's just trying to have a conversation. And he, he's up front and says, well, Cara is voting for Bananas. And at that point, Jordan does ask him, you know, does that mean that you're also voting for for Bananas? And at that point, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe there's a chance that Polly is going to do what the rest of the team wants or the majority of the team wants, which is to just put in another strong UK player. Yep. And I wrote down the question, do you trust him? 
And I was like, at that moment, there was part of me that trusted Paulie. Like, wow, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised by this. Like, it seems to be this dude making a rational decision. What did, what, what did you think? Yeah, I also, I was sort of buying in to what he was, and it wasn't just this scene. It was Kara's anger that he had shook hands with Johnny Bananas when they'd had the team meeting. It was the fact that, you know, he did have that conversation in the tribunal, like immediately afterwards uh, with Jordan and Kara just was not having it. Like I was like, oh, yeah. you know, Polly might be going on his own here, Paul, yeah. or like I, I thought that there'd be a scene where Polly tries to talk sense into Kara, or yes. something like that. Yeah, I, I, he certainly raised doubts in my mind. Yeah. So we get to the actual proving ground, mm-hmm. and we see two cages, <laughs> tiny cages. <laughs> Tiny cages. And a reminder, how tall is Theo? He's 6'5". Wow. So we get to the picks, and Jordan picks Rogan. Carr, as expected, says Johnny. Then, of course, we get the cliffhanger. And Pauly goes through this whole spiel. And I was confused because he said, you know, we're going to pick someone, a strong player. And Rogan, we're going to pick Bananas. And I was like, yeah. I see what you're trying to do, but I don't know if the execution was as good as it was in your head when you were, or when you wrote it down the night before with Kara. I have to say, it worked on me. Like he said, oh, when he I was said just Rogan, confused. When he said Rogan, I'm like, wow, he actually went with Rogan. And then I was like, yeah, I have all caps on my notes. Polly psyched me out. Oh, you got fooled by Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say. Leroy, I'm going to blame Ottawa for that one. Yeah, it's the Ottawa water. Um, <laughs> Leroy in confessional, once again, Leroy says, he's right, he says, everyone's a hypocrite. <laughs> and he is so right. Everyone in that house is a hypocrite, except perhaps Turbo. <laughs> Fair enough. Where is Turbo in this whole thing? He's probably still swimming. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, Johnny Bananas ends up going in. And I love how TJ takes the pause to say, do you realize you're putting in possibly the best player to ever play this game or the best player in challenge history, however he phrased it? And we get this confessional where Paulie says something about Johnny always said that he played a boring game and what is Johnny going to think about this move because it's definitely not boring or whatever. Again, Paulie trying to get his Johnny Bananas on in terms of yeah. how he always talked about it, in terms of getting his producer on and making sure that he's in confessionals and shit, and he's in the show. And I think that was more of the motivation for what just happened. Yeah. I have to say, though, after TJ's little speech about, like, do you not realize this is the best competitor that's ever been on the show? I love that Kara, Kara, Kara clapped back. And said, hold on a second. I've been in just as many finals. Um, and when and, was the last final he was in? Yeah, when was the last final he was in? And also that Johnny Bananas throwing challenges does make him the UK's best player. Yeah. Right? That's like, what I'm saying. I, I understand both sides of it. Yeah. 
So, but I just like Kara sticking up for herself and be like, hey, guys, hype train's over. Yeah. Right? No, interesting. And, and if you listen to Jemmy, Johnny Bananas is cursed. Do you want someone <laughs> who's cursed on your team? Hold on. I haven't checked Jemmy's Twitter page, but has she said anything about the curse tonight yet? I don't know. I feel like my computer. I haven't checked. I'm going to try to check and hope my computer doesn't go down. But, uh, oh, I got a lot of mentions here. We should probably read. So I'll read some of these at the end. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> it just turns into a crazy, crazy scene because, you know, everyone seems stunned except for Johnny Bananas. Yeah. Right? And I thought that was the funniest part. The fact that everyone else is like, oh, like people are angry. And Bananas, even as he's standing beside TJ, he's like, come on, guys. You guys aren't really that surprised. And <laughs> that's the vet of Johnny Bananas, right? Because he's like, ah, oh, I saw this coming a mile away. Like, I knew that I couldn't trust him. So, yeah. Yeah. So the competition is they have to get into these cages. And they have, like, these little sacks with balls in them, which they call detonators. And what they have to do is they have to, while inside their cage, flip their cage around the, from like point to point, which they call mines, and they have to place the correct detonator into the mine. So essentially, they have to place a numbered ball into a numbered receptacle. So number yeah. one ball into the number one receptacle. And they have to flip it around. And like, I, as a vertically gifted person, I really felt for Theo because he's 6'5 in this tiny little cage that would kill. And just in general, this would be so painful because to flip over the cage, you essentially have to throw yourself at the wall of the cage. Yeah. So yeah. like you're constantly landing on your back and banging around this metal cage. This would be exhausting and brutal. Like whoever Super wins is going to get bruised up for sure and just be like yeah. – a battered mess. Yep. No, for sure. Theo, despite the size issue, gets out to a really fast start. Bananas catches up and even passes him, gets his detonators in all seven. When what happens, Sheldon? Well, we get an interesting moment where, like, Bananas is out in the lead, and he's doing a really good job. I want to say most people end up being surprised because he, like, came back and, like, ends up passing Theo, right? Mm -hmm. Right as he's about to start rolling his way to the finish line, TJ says, hey, man, you made a mistake. You mixed up number six and number seven, which is interesting because at the very beginning, Banana says, oh, I got to really pay attention to these Roman numerals because some look like the other. It's very easy to mix up. Yep. So now he has to roll back and basically switch them, which makes it so hard because you've got to switch directions multiple times and switch the balls. And meanwhile, Theo is only one, one station, let's say, behind him. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you kind of knew it was over, right? Yeah. As soon as, as soon as TJ talks to him, I'm like, oh, Bananas is done. Like, he's not going to be able to recover from this. Not a chance. Not a chance he could have done that. But my question when this did happen was I thought, wait a second, why is TJ telling him right now? Like, normally in these things, don't you finish? And then they go check, and then they say whether you're right or wrong. 
Do you know what I mean? Like that would have been yeah. like last week if Laurel was climbing up and they're like, Hey Laurel, you missed one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she has to come back down and then fix it. So I found that kind of weird. And I wondered if that was, I'll ask you what your take was, because I thought it could have been one of two things. Is it the bananas favoritism or is it, we can't really make someone do like roll that heavy ass cage all the way to the end and then tell them it's wrong and make them roll that heavy ass cage all the way back. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? I I wonder if they were gun shy, if they'd known that obviously Laurel's elimination was due in part to a production error. Yes. Right. So I think maybe they were being a little more proactive to avoid Mm -hmm. You know, confusion again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because like fair. two weeks in a row, it'd be bad. And yeah. also, to your point, like if bananas had rolled the whole way there, and then they're like, "Oh, actually, like this is probably the best way to do it," because no matter what, Johnny was going to lose after. Like as soon as he put the seven ball in the six receptacle, he was done for. Yeah. Right. Like no matter how you yeah. slice it. Like, as soon as he, like, takes one roll away from it, like, he's not going to be able to catch up. Yeah, it's a wrap after that. So, and I so think it, doesn't, it doesn't matter when TJ tells him. I think you're right, too. They, they are definitely most likely gun-shy after what happened last week because imagine if the same thing happened again, right? Back-to-back weeks, mm-hmm. Johnny finishes, and they're like, oh, actually, Johnny finishes, he's celebrating, and they're like, no, nah, actually, you missed one, man. It would have been weird. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. So, um, Theo wins. Yep. And I was Johnny... also, hold on, I'm going to be serious. I was surprised Theo didn't make a mistake. Yeah. Because I wrote down, somebody is going to make a mistake. And I thought it was going to be Theo. But I was wrong. Why did you think it was going to be Theo? Um, just because I thought because Bananas mentioned it ahead of time. Yeah which really I should have known that's the obvious plant by the producers to trick you. And I, <laughs> I got tricked. Yeah. You got got, um, while we're on the note of Theo, I got laureled. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the topic of Theo, uh, did you hear what happened to him? I did in the past month. Okay. For yeah. those of our listeners who don't know, Theo, I'm going to try very hard not to make light of this. Theo, took a champagne cork to the eye and it split his eyeball and he is now blind in one of his eyes. Yeah. That is crazy. It's one of the craziest stories. That's an insane story. I always, like whenever I pop champagne, which Sheldon, you know, that's a nearly daily occurrence in my life. (laughs) There's always people who are like, oh my God, be careful of the cork. I'm like, nah, like, don't be a baby. Like, it's yeah. not that big a deal. Maybe it is that big a deal. <laughs> like, maybe oh, you should learn from Theo. Definitely. Like, split an eyeball. That is disgusting and horrible. Crazy. Like, I'm sorry, Theo. That is awful. I'm, that's awful that that happened to him. And, like, yeah. he is, like, I don't know how old he is, but I assume he's, like, 24. And, like, an, an athletic, good-looking guy. Like, I mean, losing yeah. eyesight in one eye isn't the end of the world, but it is very unfortunate. Yeah. No, totally, totally agreed. 
Um, so this brings on. us to a crazy point in this season. We have seen in three consecutive weeks <laughs> Wes, Laurel, and Johnny Bananas all eliminated. Three yeah. of easily, like indisputably, three of the best competitors of all time. And then when you mix in Big T, I mean, those are four of the biggest names in challenge history. <laughs> eliminated. <laughs> if there's a Mount Rushmore of the challenge, you could argue that Wes, Johnny Bananas, and Laurel are up there. You can make That's a right. serious argument, right? Um, I, I, it's I, very odd. I think so. Yeah, it's wild. But also, I got to give a shout out to Leroy, who said it. All three got a little messy. They're a little totally. sloppy in how they're playing, and it costs them. Totally true. Before he leaves, Johnny gives a shout-out to Leroy in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then in confessional, he says, Polly, if you want my crown, I'll leave it on the kitchen counter and a phone book so that you can reach it. <laughs> Woo! Uh, again, like, Polly is trying to get to Johnny Bananas' level. And Johnny Bananas, as we talk about season after season, does a very great job of having these written raps <laughs> yeah. as he steps into the freestyle booth that is the confessionals, right? <laughs> Seriously, very he's coming metaphor. in with written raps, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, hey, I'm entertained, right? <laughs> like, that was it. He said it, and I was like, well played. That is well played. That might be my line of the episode. I mean, that was a, it was a great line. It was a great line. It, is that officially your line of the episode? Because I know what mine is. It's not my line of the episode, but I can't right. find it right now, so you go first. <laughs> All right. My line of the episode is after Theo leaves his meeting with the tribunal, mm -hmm. he says, I think the, tribu the tribunal has their own agenda. And I'm making it my line of the episode because that is so stupid. Theo, obviously, they have their own agenda. <laughs> They are not only on another team, but they're trying to win individually. Theo, they're not going to do as you ask. Like, oh, my God. Like, do you know what show you're on, Theo? <laughs> they have their own agenda. Like, that's the whole point of their role is to have their own agenda and make their own decision. <laughs> Who's going in? Uh, well played. Um, I did find my line of the episode, and I think it was Johnny Bananas, although I didn't actually write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was. It was during uh, Esther's attempt at swimming, <laughs> and he went on for a while, but at one point, I'm pretty sure it's Bananas, says, I can't tell if Esther is swimming or dying. He <laughs> needs a sundial to timer. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That was very good. So, Sheldon, I have to ask you, who killed it for you this week? So here's the thing, okay? For the past two weeks, I have named LVPs because people are damaging their own team. Mm -hmm. And so if I made that call on Josh and I made that call on Laurel, it's very tough for me to not do the same thing to Kara and Polly in this situation. And, and here, here's the thing. You might be able to sway me here, but here's the thing. I don't understand what the U.S. team is doing because this is exactly what happened last season in yep. which they spent the first part throwing each other in and going at each other so the U.K. people slid all the way to the final. And now this year, the exact same thing is happening 
despite the fact that these people are on the same team. It makes no sense, right? But then on top of that, the UK people throw in one of their best players, right? <laughs> so I, I really don't understand what's happening. The U.S. is putting in their own team. The, the U.K. people are throwing in their best players. I don't get what's happening. But here's the reason why I'm saying Cara and Polly, the combo, whatever their, like, um, Rangelina nickname is, this is why I'm giving them the LVP. Because you had a chance to change it here. And I understand that you might not trust Johnny Bananas, but all you really have to do is never let Johnny Bananas be the speaker. Right? Yeah. And you remain some level of control. Because here's my question now, okay? People are going to argue, well, Johnny Bananas did this, he threw the challenge, and, you know, he threw the challenge, he can never be trusted. I agree with that. But my question now is, how does this end? Because after you just did that, you went against your word. And I can be for someone making a ploy and making a play and saying, hey, you know, I made a deal with you and I went back on it, okay? I can understand that. It's reality TV, that stuff happens. But when you go out of your way to make a deal with someone and you go out of your way to, sit, to shake their hand, look them in the eye and say, hey, I'm a man of my word, and then you go back on your word, that's a clown move. I can't, I can't ride with that. I can't rock with that. Again, I understand going back against people, but when you go out of your way to do that, nah, I can't rep that. Sorry, Polly. LVP. Wow. Well, this is going to be controversial because do you know who killed it this week, Sheldon? <laughs> Go ahead. Polly. Mm-hmm. No, because that's fair. You, you know what? I agree with everything you just said. But at the same time, you're right. This is never going to end. Leroy's right. That beef's never going to end. Leroy, or sorry, uh, Paulie said it himself. This isn't going to stop, right? It's now time, like, either get people or you're going to get got. Yeah. And so, you know, you're totally right. Paulie probably should not have gone to the lengths that he did to, like, shake hands and say, I'm a man of my word and all that. But you also, like, the the way the house is going, you can't just sit on the sidelines. True. Because, no, because Johnny, Johnny and his squad were going to come for you. So you just, you just, and also I think Polly can count on the fact that the Brits are all like sticky knives in each other too. Like they're also they're I don't want to say they're not a threat, but they also don't have their act together. It's all so chaos. You, yeah. So you might as well just take out Johnny. No, because fair. keeping them around is too dangerous. And the people who he, like the person who he arguably betrayed the most in that instance is Josh. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Josh is such an emotional wild card who could be so easily manipulated by Johnny and others that it's like Josh isn't a good ally to maintain anyway. Right, like True. it's no, no, it's no. a situation I where I think with Polly, it's better to beg forgiveness of Josh once the season's over than it is to ask permission. Well, did you see the next time on? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> it doesn't looks, appear. <laughs> it looks like Josh and Polly kind of have it out. But that's okay. Like, you just have to, like, things are so wild in this house. And I, I want to stress, I agree with you. I don't know what either team is doing. I retweeted you almost within so, seconds of you tweeting it because I agree. I don't know what either team's doing. But given how chaotic things are, the right move for Polly is just, like, take Johnny out before he takes you out. My only thing, my only counter to that, right, is that well, what happens now? Because no one on your team is going to trust you, right? Yep. Well, he's and got Kara the problem is, well, the problem is that whoever gets to be the speaker, like that's an elected position. So you need numbers to get that position. And so chances are you're not going to get that vote again from your team. And Kara isn't either. So like next week, who are they going to put in? I'm going to go out on a limb and guess they're going to try to put Kara in. No, but I don't know. It's so weird. And we'll get to this because we referenced it and my computer wouldn't work before, but I want to get, well, I want to read a couple comments because people have already started commenting to us about this episode. All right. And let's hear it. we'll get them going and we'll read them next week as well. But I tweeted out after this episode, I'm honestly so confused by the season of the challenge. I don't understand anyone's strategy at all. How does any of what's happened the past three weeks been a good move for the team or the individuals calling the shots? What am I missing here? So Rob writes in and Rob said, this week I understand once someone has tried to throw a mission, he kind of has to go in. Fair enough. I can't argue I'm, with that. I'm obviously in agreement with that. Yes. Holly writes in and Holly says, it's wild. Paulie was all set up to make a smart move, and then, nope. <laughs> uh, we got some more comments here. Um, Elaine says, but it's entertaining AF. <laughs> it is. It is, it is entertaining AF. <laughs> AF, yes. Uh, another person writes in, ballin' in every way, says, most competitors – oh, sorry, that's a wrong comment. That's a comment to Bill Clay Thompson. That's incredible. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that where Raptor uh, – <laughs> never mind. I was going to explain did. it, but, like, it's a Clay Thompson thing about how they would have won the championship if he didn't get hurt and the comment that someone wrote. Because I'm just scrolling through my mentions, and I scrolled past a bunch to one that says, most competitors feel that way, so really nothing wrong with what he said. And I was like – Wait a second. That could be a challenge one, but let me click on what he's replying to. <laughs> Wait, oh, hold on, Sheldon. Good. Sheldon, I have a quick question for you, though. Okay. Who's the reigning NBA champions? The Toronto Raptors. Great. Thank you. I just need that confirmed. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> we'll, we'll like read some more comments next week for sure as people are fired up about the challenge, three straight banger episodes. I love how many people watch the challenge tonight, despite the fact I didn't even know this, but Twitter's telling me right now that tonight was the finale of Big Brother, which I stopped watching like two months ago and <laughs> didn't even like attempt to watch it again because it's like this is so trash. But yeah, welcome uh, any and all. Oh, actually, there is one dude that's on Big Brother that apparently was talking trash, saying how he wants to come on the challenge. And I'm Jackson, like, this guy really doesn't it? want that smoke. I don't remember his name. I don't know. As I said, uh, I stopped watching. Where can people find you on social media so they can send those comments and questions? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 
Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And people, we really mean this. We really appreciate all the comments and need you to like and subscribe on iTunes. Just search the You Killed It podcast. Same thing goes for on SoundCloud and YouTube. Just search You Killed It, the Challenge podcast. Like and subscribe, comment, tell your friends. Share the love that is the challenge. This is a great show. This has been a great season. And I don't want that tweet to come off as a complaint because I am entertained. Oh, yeah. I'm so entertained by everything that's going on. I'm just trying to figure out the strategy. But, hey, that's part of the fun. And John, what you, about you, man? You can tweet at me, at Jay Chidley Hill. You can find me on Instagram, at Jay Chidley Hill. It's the same. I keep it simple. And um, unfortunately, because I'm traveling, I didn't have my computer, so I didn't, I didn't have access to all my mentions. But we got so many great questions and comments, and we always really appreciate it. I think we're pretty good about replying to basically everyone, unless you're super rude. But I have to say, all of our listeners are very, very nice. So we've only had a very few bad seeds in the like three years we've been doing this. So please hit us up. Yeah. Uh, next there's... week we'll have the bumper music back and it'll be <laughs> standard issue stuff. It'll be higher quality quality audio than this week's episode. Yeah. But I mean I this is such a big out... banger that we had to do it. Yeah. Can we shout out a couple people though? Because there are people that commented to us as you just said you didn't have your computer with you to like shout out some people. Yeah. Um, Vero was the one that said to all those young folks who might be listening to you killed it to distract themselves from their romantic problems. Are you attacking me? <laughs> that really <laughs> that made was, me laugh. <laughs> that I, I laughed out loud at that one. I want to shout out the people who were, I, I gave a plea to people to get to Laurel and get Laurel to come on. And people were listening to us. And it was pretty funny. We did see some people. Uh, Mona went on, and she said, at Laurel Stuckey, uh, can you go on the You Killed It podcast with Jay Chidley Hill and Shell Alexander? They're big, big fans of the challenge and you. Um, so mad people trying to get Laurel on, which we appreciate. Heather wrote in and said, the friend zone is, in fact, undefeated. <laughs> yep. Also true. Uh, Pops Culture says, I appreciate you guys giving the young bloods some game when it comes to romantic interests on this week's You Killed It episode. Cough, Josh. Take notes. Cough. <laughs> That's our guy, Papa Minnow. Oh, hey. I didn't know Shout that. out to Papa. See, I'm reading just what the, the first thing. I didn't read the actual full thing. And now I'm like, oh, yes. It says it right there. Yeah. Shouts. Um, and Diane has a question. And maybe this is for you, John, because I've mastered it. I'm, I've become a ninja at this. Diane asks me, she says, at Shell Alexander, how do I avoid spoilers? I just got the Challenge 34 spoiled for me by a, quote, challenge like on a post with, I was doing so good avoiding and blocking certain fan pages. This sucks. Well, I know what I do. Do you have any tips there, John? I mean, I just have to say, just broadly in life, I'm really good at ignoring people. So... <laughs> <laughs> But also, um, on, like, there's, in my mind, there's, like, the hot zones. Like, there's the hot times. Mm -hmm. So, like, Wednesday nights, I just typically stay off social media. Okay. Um, I also know, like, not to look at my mentions or my DMs. Like, I'll have, like, friends or whatever messaging me, 
and I know that they're not talking about the challenge. So like I, I pick and choose. Yeah. Um, I also stay away from obviously like the Facebook group. And I think the big one is also you have to stay off Instagram and Twitter in general because the challenge accounts post yeah. like gifts and like videos and like you'll see a lot of reactions even from yeah. cast members who aren't on the season like Jemmy and Wes and Marie like mm-hmm. they're all like and not just live them, tweeting the show for yeah sure. they live tweet the show so just like during that hot period from like 9 Eastern on Wednesday night to about yeah. noon Thursday you just got to stay off it's true and one thing that one thing that helped me because last year we were doing I was doing a raps post game show live on Twitter so on oh, Wednesday right. nights when the challenge was airing I'm obviously scrolling Twitter for comments and information about the game and I was forced to or else every episode would have been ruined for me basically as I scrolled my timeline anything I saw that had like CH or yeah. MT <laughs> I would just scroll past quickly. Keywords I would just have in my mind. And anytime I saw, you know, maybe a bananas, I'm scrolling quickly. So it was never enough for anything. I would never read anything enough that it would be ruined for me. And you just got to be quickly scrolling through and knowing when to stop and you see something you shouldn't. Oh, keep going. Yeah. It's the only thing I can do. It's just reps. It's just reps, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's reps. In any event, until next week, Sheldon. This was You Killed It. You killed it. Except for Team USA.